124 of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, ultra marathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from the harmful effects of pornography. If you or anyone that you know is struggling to put pornography behind you once and for all, and trust me, it can be done, then head over to pathbackrecovery.com. There you'll find a ebook. A short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that's pathbackrecovery.com. And please stop by Virtual Couch on Instagram. And you can also find the Virtual Couch page on Facebook. That is new. Previously, just pointing people simply to Tony Overbay, licensed marriage and family therapist. But like them both. Why not? And if you have a minute and you've enjoyed any of the Virtual Couch podcast material, please do me a favor and review and subscribe and rate and spread the word. That would uh, I would be forever in your debt. And also head over to TonyOverbay.com and sign up to find out all the latest stuff that is going on. Okay, a quick podcast today. Um, a very quick podcast today. I was doing a little bit of digging trying to find out. I get the question asked a lot where I talk about uh, whenever I'm, I'm talking about EFT, Emotionally Focused Therapy for Couples. I talk about how the reflective listening skills are not uh, necessarily a, an evidence-based modality um, that, uh, that is necessarily very productive. It's good. I mean, we want to be able to understand what our partner is saying and reflect it back. But if we're just doing it as a checkbox so that we can get back and then start being aggressive or, or angry toward our partner, then that's the part where it's, it's kind of difficult. So I was doing a little bit of digging just to be able to answer that question. And I came across a study that, uh, it's pretty old. It's, uh, it was back in the late nineties, but it's, it's just fantastic. And it comes from the Gottman Institute. And if you're not familiar with the Gottman Institute, uh, go to gottman.com. And the Gottman Institute is by John and Julie Gottman. And before I ever found out anything about EFT, Emotionally Focused Therapy, I was a Gottman therapist uh, through and through. That was back in the days where, honestly, I didn't do a lot of couples therapy. But when I did, I pulled out my Gottman books. Uh, Gottman has, and I want to actually do a, a podcast on this, The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse talking about um, the things that can end relationships or that are basically predictors of divorce. Uh, Gottman has done a tremendous amount of research around predictors of uh, what leads to unhealthy marriages. And, uh, but I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a podcast on that at one of these points. But um, on the Gottman website, though, he, he, they have a tremendous amount of data, articles, that sort of thing. And, uh, and as a matter of fact, this article that I found then led me to um, an article on the Gottman website that went into a little bit more detail. So, but here's the title. The title says, Studies Advice to Husbands, Accept Wife's Influence. Um, this is by Thomas Ma. He's a Times medical writer. This was in the Los Angeles Times, again, late 90s. But, uh, but uh, Ma went on to say, Husbands, forget all that psychobabble about active listening and validation. If you want your marriage to last for a long time, the newest advice from psychologists is quite simple. Be willing to do what your wife says. I almost feel like I need to do a dramatic pause, right? Be willing to do what your wife says. Um, and then uh, Ma went on to talk about a widely recommended form of marital relationship advice was active listening, where one partner paraphrases the other's concerns, uh, basically. So what I hear you saying is you feel that um, rolling the toothpaste or squeezing the toothpaste in the middle sounds like a good idea. You know, so, you know, that's the reflective listening part. And then they simply then say, but, you know, it's a completely ludicrous idea and you must squeeze from the bottom. And then the partner hearing that says, so what I'm hearing you say is that you think that I am full of ludicrous ideas and that squeezing the toothpaste at the bottom is the only way known to man. Um, so now take that and put that in the EFT response. 
you know, my wife always uh, says, you know, maybe give some more tangible examples. That one just came off the top of my head. So I know that one's not a great example. But uh, if then from an EFT standpoint, you know, your partner might come to you and say, um, honey, why do you why do you squeeze the toothpaste tube in the middle? Tell me more about that. And so then here comes a seek first to understand before being understood. So instead of a Hey, knock me. Why do you quit squeezing from the middle? Like, that's ridiculous. It's the tell me more. Tell me where that comes from. And then if all of a sudden, you know, you've got these violins, uh, music coming in and then the, the partner who was asked about squeezing the tube, the toothpaste in the middle talks about how that was their grandfather's dying wish that, uh, that because of some something that he had going on with his hand, that the only thing he could do was squeeze from the middle. And he just wishes that his grandson would forever squeeze the toothpaste from the middle. Then all of a sudden, um, you know, maybe a wife's going to say, okay, you go, you squeeze from the middle, you know, you, you do that. And uh, so there's the EFT version of that. Um, but so again, back to this uh, article by Ma, where he talks about the relationship advice about active listening. But, uh, but he goes on to say that is unnatural, requires too much of people who are in the midst of emotional conflict. And that is according to, here we come, psychologist John Gottman of the University of Washington. Gottman says that asking that of couples is like requiring emotional gymnastics, he said. And I love that. So what Gottman's saying is that even the act of listening skill is unnatural and requires too much of people who are in the midst of emotional conflict. So here they are, they're amplified, probably fight or flight stuff's kicking off in the brain, and all they're supposed to do is then just reflect back what their partner has said while they're still angry. There's none, there's no empathy there. There's no, tell me more about that. Um, are you there for me? Those kind of statements. So Gottman and his colleagues studied 130 newlywed couples for over six years in an effort to find ways to predict marital success and failure. And uh, the couples who used techniques like active listening were no more likely to stay together than couples who did not. Um, they reported that in a, the Journal of Marriage and Family published by the National Council of Family Relations. Um, Gottman said, we need to convey how shocked and surprised we were by these results for the active listening model. So I love that. So this was even back in the late 90s. Um, even John Gottman said that they were surprised that the act of listening basically, well, not basically, um, it, uh, it showed that the couples were no more likely to stay together if they did active listening as if they did not use active listening. Um, in fact, Gottman and his colleagues long recommended active listening to couples seeking counseling and had expected that its use would be a predictor of success in marriages. Uh, that it was not, he said, suggests that it's widespread use of marital counseling. And this was, again, heading into the, the beginning of the 2000s when things like EFT were starting to really kick in. Um, that he said that it sh- those, those techniques should be abandoned, that the active listening skills should be abandoned. He said the marriages that did work well had one common thing in, in common, or one thing in common. Uh, the husband was willing to give in to the wife. How about that? Gottman said, we found that only those newlywed men who are accepting of influence from their wives are ending up in happy, stable marriages. And I know somebody by now has probably already said the cliche, what is happy wife, happy life. Um, but maybe it came from Gottman. Who knows? Uh, although I don't, I do not believe it did. Uh, but Gottman said the autocrats who failed to listen to their wives' complaints, greeting them with stonewalling, contempt, and belligerence were doomed from the beginning. That's what they found, they discovered. And the researchers' observations of couples, they found little evidence of women failing to listen to their husbands. I thought that was really interesting. But the study did not let wives completely off the hook. Women who couched their complaints in gentle, soothing, perhaps even humorous approach to the husbands were more likely to have happy marriages than those who were more belligerent. That type of belligerent response is even more exaggerated in violent marriages, Gottman added. And I think that's the part where we talk about in the EFT um, sense where when people are just that, that, that protest polka, those demon dialogues, the the freeze and flee, the find the bad guy, when those things are just so rooted in the way that we communicate, that's that example where we walk in and say, uh, hey, how was your day? And then the part, your partner says, what's that supposed to mean? 
you know, where we're just so rooted in like get in the bunker, start firing shots. Um, but the fact that happy, uh, happily married couples do not normally use active listening is not a surprise, according to psychologist Howard Markman of the University of Denver. He said that we found that in his own studies. He argues that Gottman is setting up a, quote, straw man in the study of active listening and validation, which is another form of recognizing the legitimacy of a spouse's opinions. When active listening is taught, it's not because the happy couples use it. Markman said we use it to help couples disrupt the negative patterns that predict divorce. So I did want to just kind of throw that in there. That was in this article in the LA Times of uh, an opposing view that's still saying that the act of listening um, is productive. And again, I'm going to say if it's uh, if we're choosing um, no productive communication skills at all, then active listening is definitely going to be a step up. But let's uh, let's go ahead and, and work our way up to the EFT types of dialogue. Um, Gottman said that he's very sympathetic to that idea, the idea that uh, Howard Markman proposed that active listening. Uh, that it, it should still be taught and that it helps couples disrupt negative patterns that predict divorce. But again, he says, if you can genuinely listen and be empathetic when you are the target of the complaint, that can be very powerful, he said. But for the average person, it's just too hard. The average person meets anger with anger. And the differences between Gottman and Markman are typical in this whole field of marriage counseling. Um, there was an early 90s report that had showed that at that point, that marital therapy had a relapse rate that was so high that the entire enterprise may have been in a state of crisis. And so, um, again, we've kind of righted the ship now with these evidence-based modalities, uh, things from the EFT. Um, Gottman has some amazing work. There's an imago therapy. There's some really good evidence-based models now that can be very effective in couples therapy. So Gottman argued, though, that marital therapy had gone astray by trying to adapt techniques normally used for therapy with individuals. So his study was designed to identify factors that naturally contribute to a successful marriage so then those could be used in therapy. Gottman said if you want to change marriages, you have to talk about the emotionally intelligent husband. He said some men are really good at accepting a wife's influence, at finding something reasonable in a partner to and a partner's complaint to agree with. That group represents perhaps, he says, a third of all men. So I thought that was interesting. So the people that kind of get this skill naturally, about a third of all men. So about two-thirds really need to do more of this this uh, it's really the empathy work. Um, he said another group just rejects all attempts at influence. That's very characteristic of violent men, he said. But a majority of the men do it to some extent. They're kind of there in the middle. They feel if I give in on this, I'm going to lose everything and I'm going to be totally manipulated and controlled. And I think that that's what I see a lot, even in emotionally focused therapy. When you're teaching someone, a spouse, uh, let's say the wife, to put out this emotional bid, um, the husband feels like, OK, if I just keep giving in. That's where, you know, I use that phrase. They feel like I'm just going to have to give in to everything. I'm going to be a doormat. And that's absolutely not the fact or not the case. Uh, but uh, but it is it is something that needs to start being done um, to be able to, again, be able to talk about and it be, become the emotionally intelligent husband. So the, in the article, Mon says that's not to say that men are the source of all problems in a marriage, but changing their attitudes is a very powerful lever in altering the course of a marriage. The only way to change marriage for the better is to improve the quality of friendship between a husband and a wife and help them deal with disagreements differently, said Gottman. There has to be a kind of gentleness in the way conflict is managed, and men have to be more accepting of a woman's position, and women have to be more gentle in starting up discussions. That's according, to, again, to, to Gottman. And uh, Markman agrees, the, the, ther- the psychologist that was talked about earlier, he said it's important for couples to have a way that they can agree to talk without fighting. Um, he went on to say, but I think active listening can help do that. Uh, so, so there you have it. What, what's the takeaway here? Studies advice to husbands, accept a wife's influence. So perhaps that uh, happy wife, happy life thing 
is uh, there's uh, there's some nice evidence based uh, data that backs that up. And in the grand scheme of things, and this is the part what I love about this article is there are many many times where when I'm teaching the EFT skills that at some point it's almost like they you know a couple will look at you and says well who goes first who puts out their emotional bid first um, who's going to get out of their bunker first and and when people get very used to or, or comfortable with the whole EFT process it's not a matter of all right you know here we go who's going to do it. It's just as things come up throughout the day, as things come up in life in general, you know that you can go to your partner with your emotional bids and that you know that they want to understand more. They want to uh, tell me more about that. They, you know, you're going to experience this, uh, this new phenomenon of where your partner is there for you. They count on you. They, you know, they've got your back. Uh, you know that you can go to them and that is a safe place to discuss. And, and if this is new to you, please go back and listen last week to the podcast I did on the Demon Dialogues about EFT. Uh, because that'll kind of make more sense. But so advice to husbands, accept wife's influence. Become an emotionally um, involved, an emotionally intelligent husband. And uh, that is going to be the key to starting uh, to, to put your relationship on the right path back to um, more productivity and a happier marriage overall. And that, my friends, is a very clunky ending to a podcast, but hopefully at this point you're hearing the Aurora Florence music. It's wonderful, starting to well up, and uh, I will see you next time on The Virtual Couch. Compressed emotions flying past, our heads and out the other end. The pressures of the daily grind is wonderful. Elastic waste and rubber ghost, I'm floating past the midnight Aside the things that matter most is wonderful. I have to wonder. Red ghost is mine. He eats my ponder and somehow saves up all my time. The screen is my blind. They take all my senses. I'm too bummed. It drops all deep in our Yours